Across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, you're waking up to 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. And we should go to the USA because it's 12 minutes to nine already and we're rapidly running out of time. In Maricopa, Arizona, a man was caught allegedly stealing catalytic converters to cover a gambling loss. According to court reports, Daniel J. Danforth has been charged with burglary in the third degree, possession of tools, etc., etc. Uh, at 9.10pm on July 3, a man reported to Maricopa Police that he had parked his vehicle in a parking lot and when he walked out of the business, he spotted a man underneath his vehicle. When he confronted the man under his car, the man did the bolt. <laughs> police found that the exhaust pipe on the victim's car had been cut and Police believe the man may have been trying to steal the car's catalytic converter. Now, the interesting thing is rhodium and palladium, as well as platinum, are contained in your car's catalytic converter. Uh, these metals, particularly rhodium and palladium, have gone up hugely in value over the last 10 years. And the wreckers, uh, the recyclers, sorry, are paying up to a couple of hundred bucks for catalytic converters. Right. So if you wreck in your car, maybe you pull that out and sell that separately. Uh, thieves steal the devices because they can be sold to recyclers. Unfortunately, vehicle owners, the devices are pretty expensive to replace because they contain those precious metals. So Danforth admitted to stealing the catalytic converter from the man's car earlier in the day uh, because he'd lost money at the Cassie, <laughs> which can happen. If you're losing money at the casino, what do you do? You go down and you steal a couple of catalytic converters. SUVs are particularly popular and four-wheel drives, uh, not because they're bigger catalytic converters, but because you can get under them easier. So get yourself get yourself one of those lowered Commodores or something like that with the side skirts on it so they can't get under them. Uh, that'll be good to uh, save your catalytic converter. And when officers arrested Danforth, of course, they found a bag of methamphetamine in his pocket. You reckon he was talking about gambling debts? I don't know. Get your day underway with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley on Tamworth Zone 1287 2TM. Uh, Todd's going to give you some good news about planting trees. For 11 years, the search engine Ecosia, that's spelled E-C-O-S-I-A. So when you use Ecosia, uh, they plant a tree. Uh, they've used most of the revenue from advertising on their website, and it's a search engine. So it's like Google or Yahoo or whatever your search engine of choice is. Probably Google, most people do, 95%, I think. Um, but on this, this Ecosia, if you download this, they use all of their revenue to plant trees. And this month they planted their 100 millionth tree. You always hear about uh, tearing down the Amazon rainforest. Well, there's 100 million in. The German non-profit, which became the first B Corporation, I have no idea what that means, in that country, because it was established for social good. There you go, that's what it means. Wish I hadn't have said that now. Has earned its founder Christian Kroll widespread praise, and one reason is they claim to plant more native species than any other mass tree planting effort. The phenomenon of mass tree planting began in the early 2000s when scientists began hypothesising hypothesising, I might say, that the increase in CO2 emissions could be countered by replenishing the world's forests. Uh, since then, projects like Africa's Great Green Wall, uh, or dozens of others in Asia, like uh, plenty of others, uh, Ecosia often targets countries that are the most biodiverse, where tree loss directly corresponds with species loss. So they've just planted 100 million trees in 11 years. 
Yeah, I know, I know. You just got to go with it. It's good news, right? In 2018, for example, they created a tree nursery for 200,000 trees in Madagascar to help create a forest corridor leading from an isolated habitat to the ocean. In 2019, they created a forest agriculture project in Borneo to prevent locals selling the land to oil palm development. Now, here's another thing, interesting thing. Following the devastating fires in the Amazon, the number of people who had installed the Ecosia app doubled, allowing them to fund a 3 million tree planting project in Brazil. And here's another line. This is an overseas website I'm looking at here, but they are saying, in the wake of the Australian bushfires, Ecosia began restoring native forests there. So I wonder if we can confirm that with anyone, whether that's actually true whether they're down there planting, I guess, gum trees uh, to restore the forest, which, of course, they always come back pretty quick by themselves, don't they, when you have a big bushfire. You notice that the gum trees, they actually like it. <laughs> I reckon they always seem to come back pretty quick. I know I drove up over where the, uh, over past Minmai there where the bushfires touched us, and they came back remarkably quickly, the trees there. So uh, we'll just see what happens there. But Ecosia... So go to that website or download their app and use that when you're searching for something. And bugger me, you might be doing something, you might be doing the world some good. Tamworth Zone, 1287, 2TM. And 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. For the Star the Casino, the Crossroads Hotel, and I think Canterbury Leagues Club as well. Yeah, there's quite a lot, actually. Mm. If you are concerned and you're in Sydney, you can head to New South Wales Health COVID site and they have a list of all of the venues um, and the times and dates and everything. Um, but basically, if you want to go to a pub, you can't book for 20 people anymore. You can only book for 10. Okay. Yeah. Is um, this just in Sydney or is this... Nope, this is statewide. Statewide, yep. yep so yep. it's not applicable to restaurants or clubs. It's just pubs, mm-hmm. um, which is... In my opinion here, we're going off news, in yep. my opinion. No, it's all right. I think that's quite interesting when clubs are also venues that will have a large amount of people. Mm. Um, and they have also said that no larger venues can have more than 300 patrons at a time. No matter how big they no are, 300 is the are. absolute cap. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and they must take down the name and contact details of every person that comes in, not just one per group, which honestly I haven't seen in Tamworth. In Tamworth, everywhere I've been, they take everyone's details. Um, but when I was living in Sydney back a month ago, mm-hmm. um, I went to a couple of places and they were like, yeah, just one from the group. And at the time I thought, that's kind of weird because like, we don't live together. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Well, that's one of the anomalies, the whole thing with this social distancing, isn't it? Because you can turn up with a bunch of mates that you don't live with mm. and sit with them, but you've got to social distance from everyone else. But you're not living with those people either. Yeah. So, And you don't have to, yet I, I just don't quite get it. They're just trying to find a balance, I think, between, mm. you know, social... What's practical. Econo- and, yeah, yeah, economy yeah. and health. But, yeah, yeah what's happening in Sydney, yeah. I think, is scaring them that we're going to get scaring a new me. Melbourne thing. Mm. So That um, guy that went right down the coast, he had a pretty good holiday, didn't he? They got Someone that went, like, I thought all that was across pretty the co- coast, like four yeah, different but, places. Yeah, four or five, and they went bowling, and they had, they had some yeah. really nice restaurants and 
yeah. where some pubs yeah. are. Well, the same At least as, they had a good holiday, but the same unfortunately as why they're the, positive. Yeah. The Star Hotel in Sydney, the Star Casino, yeah. the person yeah. who went there had been at the crossroads and then went there and then went somewhere else. Yeah, there was the Picton Hotel too, wasn't yeah. there? I haven't mentioned yeah. that one there's, yet. There's, yeah. about, there's about 10 or more venues that they've listed as, um, you know, you should get tested if you were here. Mm, mm. So only 10 people can book at a pub now? Yeah, that's right. You can still have a walk-up start at the pub and go and have a drink? You don't have to book to go in there to drink. That's if you want to eat, is it? The you can't stand up at a venue, so you yep. have to be seated at a venue. Yep. yep. Um, so, but yeah, you can rock up without a booking if you can get in. In Tamworth, you might not be able to. In nah. Tamworth, it's pretty busy everywhere. Well, we've got good pubs. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just mostly. Oh, they're also going to have some new kind of tougher cleaning restrictions mm-hmm. and cleaning like um, things that they're going to enforce, which I find also interesting because I don't know how they're going to enforce that without doing like multiple inspections. Well, that's what you've got to have. You've got to have your COVID safe officer and you've got to have someone yeah. cleaning. Every time someone stands up and moves out i guess you got to clean the table and the chair and all that sort of thing the pokies are the thing that worries me or interests me i don't know, worry me, me too like you just walk in there i reckon a lot of these ones from the crossroad hotel there was people having a slap on the pokies and i don't i haven't seen anyone in any venue and i've been to a few and i don't play the pokies by the way uh but yes i do <laughs> occasionally <laughs> i wouldn't say i don't play them you're not an every I'm not an every dayer, but I don't want to slap every now and then. But I've never I've not seen a machine washed down or cleaned or This is exactly anywhere I've been. I have not seen anyone in the in the room there with a little spray bottle. Um it just seems to be they they have every second machine turned off in most places. And so you don't sit next so to not, each so other. So you got a little bit of social mm. distancing there, but Nothing happens if I if I sit there and just play a machine for twenty minutes. Touch your mouth and then touch the and button. then walk yeah and then walk away. It just sits there till someone else. So I think that's something that needs tightening. Yeah, mm. well, that's why I was like, why are these restrictions just for pubs <laughs> and not for clubs? Because you're right there. So clubs are the places that are going to have you know, A, a large number of people and B, a lot of pokies. And it's that kind of what you touch with your hand. Yeah, that's that a, that's a great point. things pass. Mm. And so um, I'm not sure why they haven't put it onto clubs. Um, potentially, and this, again, pure speculation, would be they have a really large lobby who have said to the government, you know, <laughs> Don't 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 make that apply to us. We haven't had any outbreaks. Yeah, that's a th- well. That's the other thing. They haven't had any outbreaks at a club. They've been at pubs. Yeah, There's but none of the pubs, pubs in Tamworth or Broken Hill or you know regional areas have. And that's one of the mm. things the police commissioner was talking about yesterday, because a journalist said to him, "You know, you find the Star Casino five thousand dollars. What is that going to do? Nothing. That's like no. That's right. They get that. Yeah. To them. Yeah. Someone puts that through one of their machines." In a day. Yeah, yeah, but you you step and you find like a regional or rural hotel, $5,000 who've just gone through this period of not having anyone, mm. that could, you know, that could be the final straw. So, but he said there's no 
um, the government won't be discriminating against um, or won't be f- the he, what did he say? He said the law doesn't discriminate between rich and poor. Mm, mm. And I think, I think it can though in terms of so businesses like that. In terms of individuals, you even can't. But with people, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a little bit idealistic to say that it doesn't because you know you can go to jail for not paying a fine. Mm, mm, the yeah, only well, people who can't afford to pay a fine are poor people. Well, that's really, yeah, that's really interesting there. We've got to go to the news and uh, with uh, Tony Ambrogetti. We do. And we'll come back. But that was interesting. Wake up and face the day with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. Your forearm is the same size as your foot. <laughs> is that right? I'm going to check that. Hang on. I think my foot's a bit shorter than my forearm, but it's pretty hard to do with broken ribs. <laughs> Measure that for me. Or what if I just put my shoe off and... No, I'm not doing that. It should be that your forearm is as long as your foot. I don't know. How about this? <laughs> How about this one? If you put your thumb on the bottom of your chin, your middle finger should touch the exact start of your hairline if you still have one. I know there's going to be plenty of blokes out there that are just going to struggle with that one because you need about a foot long middle finger (laughs) which to reach your hairline which is now on the back of your head (laughs) if you put your thumb on the bottom of your chin hang on your thumb on the bottom of your chin your middle finger should touch the exact start of your hairline There you go, Tuesday Live Hacks. I don't, know, they, I don't know whether they're actually Live Hacks. <laughs> Something you can try at home anyway. Put your thumb on the bottom of your chin and your middle finger should touch your hairline. We're doing uh, oh, wives' tales measurements. Can you say that still? Can you say old wives' tales now and not get into trouble? If you're on the ABC, you can't, I guess. If you stretch out your arms, the distance from your right to left fingertips should be your exact height. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't tell. I'll have to get the tape measure out there. I just saw Tony Ambrogetti stretching, and I can't work it out on her either. So you're, so if you effectively, if you put your arms out like that, you're like a plus sign. Both <laughs> your vertical height should be the same as your uh, exact width. I don't know. Well, there you go. I don't know how that helped you. Here's another one. The length of a person's ear is roughly the same as the distance between their eyes and mouth. So if you. I got my hair cut the other week and it was a Chinese lady. Here, here I go on the race card now as well. But she said, uh, oh, you've got the good ears. You must have uh, a lot of money. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? She said, oh, you've got the long ears and they're flat against your head. Therefore, you must have money. I said, you're completely wrong. <laughs> I'm living in a one-bedroom hut <laughs> that I rent. <laughs> no. No, you should because, well, and she said, and it was very encouraging. She said, well, you're going to come into some money then. <laughs> Good. Because of my ear shape. Going back to her to get my hair cut again for sure. Right across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, this is 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. At the Green Cross Vet Animal Hospital and hopefully reunite loved ones with furry loved ones. Well, a young bloke walks into the chemist and asks for a packet of condoms. The chemist says, oh, hot day day. He said, you betcha. My new girl and I are going to drive out to the lake tonight. We're going to be steaming up some windows. 
When he arrives to pick up his date, she invites him in to meet the parents and after the usual stilted pleased to meet you's, the young man says to his date, you know what, instead of going out tonight, why don't we just sit here and play Monopoly? She's puzzled. She says, oh, really? Oh, okay. So they sit down with the parents and play board games until midnight. When it's time for him to go, the girl takes him out to the front and says, didn't you tell me you wanted to stay in tonight? He said, why didn't you tell me your old man works at the chemist? So we finish 18 and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know. And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going, which is nice. Well, it is nice to have that sort of thing going for you, but not that kind of a llama. I started looking at it and I went, oh, the Dalai Lama, but no. The llama antibodies could be the thing that solves the <laughs> coronavirus. Uh, the scientists from UK's Rosalind Franklin Institute have used llama's specially evolved antibodies to make an immune-boosting therapy. The resulting llama-based COVID-specific antibody cocktail will be entering clinical trials within the next month. It involves engineering llama antibodies, which are relatively small and much more simply structured than antibodies in our own blood. Basically, they will bind to the corona spike, the, the spike part on it. Oh, I know all about it. I know all about it. The spike part and stop it from that. Uh, they bind to the virus's spike, blocking it and virus can't enter human cells and is neutralized. Uh, antibodies are part of what is known as the adaptive immune system and they are molecules that essentially morph in response to an invading virus or bacteria, such as COVID-19. Uh, then if you get reinfected, your body looks for any uh, virus particles with antibodies stuck around them and destroys them. This type of immune therapy essentially boosts a sick person's immune system with antibodies which have already adapted to the virus. There is already evidence that antibody-rich blood taken from people who have recently recovered from coronavirus could be used as a treatment, but the key trick with the llama-derived antibody therapy is that the scientists can produce a coronavirus-specific antibodies to order. So there you go, the llama <laughs> might be the thing. A pub in Cornwall in the UK has come up with a great idea to enforce social distancing. They've installed an electric fence on the front of their bar to stop people getting too close to the staff. <laughs> the Star Inn in Cornwall took the drastic measure to protect people from coronavirus. Uh, it's intended for humans, not the one-off chance that a livestock item might wander in. Landlord Johnny McFadden, who's also a farmer, see, that's where you get the good innovations from, the farmers. It's there for social distancing. Before the fence, people were not following social distancing. And we were doing as they please, but now people take heed. And they take they they are social distancing because if they don't, they get electrocuted. The broadcaster said several drinkers claimed to have been electrocuted by the fence after having one too many. <laughs> Just runs around the bar. You know how they've been putting you go into a shop and they put a table, a trestle table in front of the counter or something? This guy's taken it one step further than that. Electric fence. Uh, Joel Kahn, me a barman at the pub, said we put, we put it up as a bit of a novelty, really, because the landlord loves his farming. It's a way of keeping people away from the bar. <laughs> it's just a deterrent. 
<laughs> but hopefully the sight of it will keep people away. That's how it works with cattle too. Animals see it and often don't want to test it. Let's hope it's the same with our customers. They're open again now. We've had no issues so far except the odd bloke goes, Ah! <laughs> Other than that, it's been great.